haciendo todo ese ahorro de rentabilidad para nuestros clientes. Esta es sin duda una de las claves para Zula. Five Days of Halloween with Death by DVD. Day five. Happy Halloween. Welcome to the Death by DVD Halloween special, Slashers That Killed the Genre. It's day five. Halloween day. I am Alexander Nash, and with me as always... It's Hank. It's the end of the death of slashers. These are the primordial movies from the 1980s to 90s that completely crushed, killed, and destroyed the slasher genre that we all know and love so much. We saved you, for Halloween, a treat. This isn't a shitty episode. We actually have one and a half good movies? A half a good Debatable. movie. Fucking debatable. Do not raise expectations on this episode, my friend. One out of two movies was like 28% good-ish, maybe <laughs> slightly. Well, these are Halloween-themed slasher films, so it makes them a little bit more interesting. Well, look at the not effort really. we put into this. We actually saved the Halloween movies for Halloween. You have to thank us, because last year we presented you a whipping boy and just... A marquee de Sade-ish amount of torture with the children of the Corn series. Who wanted to hear that? I was upset doing it, and I came up with the stupid fucking idea. And sitting through them, it was like, what are we offering the audience? We don't know. This year, it's not much different, but god damn it, we've got a movie with Peter Jason in it, and it's good. Peter Jason, D- uh, uh, Steve Railsbacks, David Carradine, we've got... A lot of classic character actors. If you don't know who Peter Jason is, by the way, he is John Carpenter's Presents Brian Dennehy. It's a movie called Trick or Treats, a movie that sat on the shelves forever, video stores that no one ever rented, and a movie that everybody confuses with the heavy metal guy horror film from the 80s, as well as the now Trick or Treats film. But this is Trick or Treats, and uh, Hank seems to like this one. I don't. I I think this one sucks. It was directed by uh, Gary Graber, who was a porn director. He made maybe a few straight films. This is one of his straight films that is not in any way involved in the porn industry. And it is incomprehensible of what the fuck he was trying. This movie is not much of a fucking horror film whatsoever because the plot is it's about a guy. seems like a fairly rich dude who's married to a woman and um, she has him taken away to the, uh, the loony bin. And then a few years later, it's Halloween night, and he breaks out. At the same time that he's breaking out of the loony bin, she has now remarried David Carradine, who has shown up uh, in this movie, 
drunk. I don't even think there's so point. much married. I mean, the entire character is really just kind of David Carradine. He just kind of floats on screen. Oh, he's not playing a character. He has some, like, little chat with the son. He has a drink in his hand the entire time. He's just vacant. It's just David Carradine. He's pretty half-lit. And it's one of the things that I guess would be problematic because you don't really care for this movie. I like it for some of the same reasons and some of the essences I like some of the other films that we've discussed on this whole Halloween extravaganza. They're so bad. There's some enjoyment to how bad these are. There's some like really weird decadence to how bad these movies are. And this one is really like pinning on top of that. Basically, this woman who's had her husband taken off, she goes out with David Carradine because it's Halloween night. They're going to a party to hire a babysitter. And this babysitter has to deal with this little pudgy moron. Uh, there's the, her son, oh, who come is on. just the, the biggest kids. dick. Oh. I hate him. Okay, so here's something for Death by DVD. Um, I relate completely to the kid. Maybe that's why you hate me so fucking much. That's he I love says the kid. Toots. He calls his babysitter Toots. Like an ass. He's he's a little weird freak magician. He's a sadist. He likes to pretend he's dead all the time to scare her. I love the kid. He's all about shock. The only thing that I think really accentuates horror in this movie is the kid's love for it. I mean, he's like some classic monster loving freak kid. And I think that was kind of just practical jokes the entire time. It's but mostly I think that's him. a representation of kind of the era. I think that's kind of you know, you 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 look at the nineteen eighties, you look at the resurgence of horror before it started to die down again. You have just this massive trickster sort of freakish love of things. And I think that character was really just kind of a, a poking fun mannerism at children of the eighties. Just prank after prank after prank where she just Thinks he's dead or thinks he's getting ready. He's chopped his fingers off. After about the fifth one, you think she'd just go, just shut up and leave me the fuck alone, you little bastard. But no, she goes along with it each and every time. He pretends like he's drowned in the pool. She gets him out and gives him mouth to mouth. And he does the usual creepy kid thing of, oh, you made out with me. Oh, I kissed you. That kind of shit. And it's a fucking hour and a half of this shit. It's just pranks. Over and over again. Just him. I mean, it's just the kid. Uh, that's what you have to get the enjoyment out of when it comes to the movie, that it's just this little rotten cocksucker really being brutal. I mean, you don't have any aspect that there's a serial slasher at all. You know they the father. back and forth to him running around in the nurse's uh, garb after he's broken out of the loony bin trying to make it home, but that's it. It's just the pranks after that. Catherine E. Coulson, our log lady, our, our loved log lady playing the nurse. My log has something to tell you. Do you know it? I don't believe we've been introduced. I do not introduce the log. There's just really nothing that happens, though, and I think when you focus on the kid and just the, the hootenanny of, of bad behavior, that's really all trick-or-treat is. If you can't find any enjoyment with this kid being a dirty, rotten douchebag, you really have nothing else, because you've got the representation of Peter Jason's character, but it doesn't show up throughout the entire movie. It's not something like Michael Myers, where you see him, where you see him popping up behind a, a hedge, where you see the mask, where you have something to familiarize yourself with. You just have this kid kid being a brutal, awful dick. And I think the lesson to, to have is the boy who cried wolf that she even tells him, the babysitter repeatedly states and lets him know, one day you're going to need somebody to help you, and it's not going to happen. But by the end of the movie, you get this big old 
I mean, I think it's a pseudo switcheroonie because it's not that entertaining. I thought it was more of an awe moment where you finally realize, oh, he's just going to kill her because his dad's crazy. Great. Well, that's that's the big shocker ending because really, like, the pranks stop after a little bit and then Peter Jason shows up and he's going to kill his ex-wife and there's a babysitter there instead. So he decides to try to go after her and then it's kind of a typical slasher sort of thing going on. Well, he but doesn't he even realize. Out. He 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 gets upset when he goes, "Oh, it's it's not you," and it's his anger at that point where he decides, "I've got to kill everyone because it's not my wife." So it just goes into complete overdrive and then goes accentuatedly point that with the kid because there's no reason for it. Like the movie ended, we don't need to have this last little scene of somebody stabbing her in the back of the neck. But that's what we get. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I guess it's, oh, the little kid has now taken on the traits of his father and he's gonna kill the babysitter so there's really not even really much of a movie here pretty sure that there was uh, some problems some financial problems with it they had to uh sell for what they got in the in the can and had to edit it together and release what they had but overall this is a video store shelf like warmer never got rented no one ever cared the video box is a little bit enticing it's just a uh like a bag that says trick or treats on it and has like maybe human ears sticking out of a slit down the side. And that, that that's about it. That's its selling point. And then when you watch it, it really doesn't even contain any homicidal violence in it either. I mean, it all it seems like it's played for goofball laughs and it's not even that fun, cute, and entertaining. Hank seemed to like, you know, be able to pull some enjoyment out of it for himself. I just I've never felt that enjoyment for this movie because it's long, it drags. I hate this little asshole in a tuxedo and it just it just sucks. It's a sucky fucking movie. That's the big difference. I enjoy the little asshole in the tuxedo. I thought he was entertaining the entire way through and then you start mixing in this uh, slasher murder plot. And the beginning of the movie sounds okay. Like I mentioned, you have Catherine E. Coulson, the log lady from Twin Peaks. You've got a brief appearance by Steve Railsbick as this boyfriend that's talking to the girlfriend the entire time. And it's got, like, a kids-in-the-hall almost level of, like, bizarre comedy, but it's not intentional. It's not, like, something that was written into the story. It's just the way I happened to view it. I thought it was all such stressfully pushed narrative. It, it just comes out funny. Everything comes all the delivery all the action everything that you're presented even the amount of violence you're given in the movie to me just was humorous and it definitely is not the point of view that's not the way i think anyone wanted this movie to come out to but if you can kind of relax and let yourself look at it almost as just stupid you have to go into this knowing it's kind of stupid it's funny I thought every single situation that everyone got into, even the drowning sequence, was like, oh, nope, he's just faking it, but I'm bum because you have the whole boy that cries wolf sequence. I mean, you know that he is faking it, and at some point it's going to come back on him, and he's going to need help, and they set it up the entire movie. He's going to need help. He's going to need to ask a grown-up, an adult, somebody that he has tortured this entire time for help, and then finally when they need help, he stabs somebody. That's great! But, I mean, it's not. It, it just lays short. It's not really flattering. There's nothing that matters. It, it's just kind of drab. And I get where your complaints come from. I completely understand why you don't enjoy the movie. I just think it's hysterical. I think the entirety of it being bad 
is why it's funny. But I think we view bad movies in a different light because for me, a bad movie is something like Neon Maniacs where it can be like really fun and odd and bizarre. And the fact that it didn't get finished makes it a little bit more interesting. And the fact that this one didn't get finished makes it uh, like just incomprehensible and boring. For me, it's the laughability. It's being able to look at how hysterically bad this fucking situation is, how everything involved in this movie is, how bad John Carpenter presents Brian Dennehy is nothing really pays off nothing is paid off this entire five days of Halloween I mean maybe the I got nothing no I can't even come up with something everything's been pretty bad and this is why slashers are dead that's the whole point right yes and definitely shit like this is what killed it because it's just it just doesn't have a payoff. It doesn't even have any real violence in it. It's more of like the the trick or treats that they're talking about in the title is definitely the trick of this movie. This movie is a trick. It tricked you into renting it. It tricked you into watching it. And now what do you have to show for it? Boredom. Boredom is what you have to show for it. What you've got is the next movie. <laughs> well, the next movie is another Halloween based slasher film. It's a movie called Hollowgate. And Hollowgate is, I think it's shot on film, but it kind of looks like it was shot on video. It's a late 80s uh, type of fare, and it's about a kid. Let's get this straight. You know, you have the previous evil in a slasher film, the previous evil that's turned this uh, this killer into what he is today. The previous evil in this one is his dad was just an asshole, and it, but it's the funniest scene of the movie. It's the most enjoyable thing in the entire film because it takes place at a Halloween party. <laughs> I mean, this is the only thing that anyone remembers out of this movie, and I swear to God, the whole kid's problem, he was all right at this. Everybody likes to, every review you read, you can look and you can get deep into this. Everyone thinks that this kid, he couldn't eat apples. That's not the truth. It's the wig. It's the goddamn wig. If that wig hadn't gotten <laughs> wet, he would have been able to totally get these apples. <laughs> Come on, get in there. What are you, little pissy? Come on, these old girls can do it. Can't you do it? Leave them alone. Shut up. Come on, get in there. Come on. What is it? Please, making me look bad in front of these people. Come on. Leave it alone. Get in there. What is it? Get back. Get back. But we have a slasher film, and, like, let's talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween. Rob Zombie decided, you know what Halloween needs? Michael Myers, he's a little white trash kid. That's, that's, <laughs> what's, that's what the movie needed. He's a little white trash kid, loves Kiss, has a mullet, a little shitty kid, has a white trash dad, drinks a lot of Bud Light. That's why he kills people. That sucked, right? That really, really sucked. Totally. I mean, who cares? It's a guy in a mask killing people. Who the fuck cares? In this situation... I just didn't bob. I mean, the whole kid's character, the whole reason this character and killer is murdering people, I couldn't bob. My whole life, I just well, focused yes, on because, that bobbing. Yeah, the whole aspect of it is he can't bob, bob. apples very well, and his drunk dad just keeps trying to shove his head in. You gotta, gotta get bob. those goddamn apples. You're embarrassing me in front of all these people. You learn how to bob. a room full of children. Get, get these goddamn apples! Just children around. And that's the, that's the previous evil that turns this guy... Uh, who grows up to be an adult to be a psychotic killer. His, his dad was just a drunk asshole to him. So, I mean, Michael Myers likes to listen to Kiss and beats a kid to death. 
this little boy, he just couldn't bob. Just couldn't get the bobbin right, man. Uh, God damn it, what are we clinking to here? We're, we're at strings. We are at dead threads. There is nothing left to a slasher film here. What made Halloween absolutely goddamn fucking terrifying, one of the most perfect movies ever made, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You don't know who Leatherface is. You don't know who the cook is. You don't know who anyone is. They're just people. That's terrifying. You go to the grocery store, you don't know anyone. You don't know who the people standing next to you are. People are fucking terrifying. No, he's a little white trash kid. He really liked to listen I Love It Loud by Kiss, and that's why he beat that kid to death. God, God, shut up. My mama's a stripper, and now I kill people. Ha. <laughs> It's like Forrest Gump 2, and it's horrible. I don't... Fuck off. Just go away, Rob Zombie. Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> You're reviewing Halloween, and we're talking about Halloween. It's just so bad. Not just Halloween. Halloween 2 also. Uh, uh, uh. The rest of the plot of the movie is now the kid is grown up into an adult. He's out of the loony... Well, he gets out of the loony bit as a teenager, even though he's got a significant bald spot. He gets mocked by this dude in a car and while he's working at a gas station. And he decides to blow up the car by sticking a pair of panties in the gas tank and lighting them on fire. So they take him back to the loony bin for killing these teens. He gets out again and he's under house arrest with his grandmother. And he just snaps because it's Halloween. And he kills his grandmother and there's a group of um, He kills his grandmother teens. because she wants company. Like she's some old sad lady and comes up with this great idea of like, hey... You've been gone for a really long time. Wouldn't it be nice to get some people that understand your problem and have them together and we could have a really nice time? And he fucking just brutally murders her and that's what sets it off. Like, the the, the most hysterical thing about Hollowgate is the killer is just really mad because he gets triggered. Like, you mentioned Halloween. I You know what? Couldn't bob for apples, so I gotta fucking kill everyone. Thanks, Grandma. You stupid bitch. That itself is the tone of the movie. It's like this smug killer going, dumb bitch. It's like a really angry person on Facebook telling you that you don't understand what you understand. I love it. <laughs> well, the out-of-town teens, get, they go to a costume shop, and to be able to afford their costumes, they have to take this really big order up to the uh, up to Hollowgate. Because this asshole who is wanting to kill people has ordered a bunch of costumes. They go up there to deliver the costumes. He decides to hunt them all down and kill them. Uh, the one interesting aspect of the killer in this one is he adopts the personality of whatever costume he's wearing. He puts on a hunting outfit, and he like a British hunting outfit. Uh, he lets loose the dogs on the hounds. Release the hounds. He's very much a Mr. Burns type character. Oh, well, they uh, were like on... golden retrievers, though. I mean, that that's some of the stuff. The that's... cutest dogs on earth, and he turns them into killers. What, what you have to bring up and really represent with this movie is what stimulates you, is just the fact that, yes, he is taking all of these characters, and he is attempting to... You're going on this psychotic roller coaster ride of where this guy is going to go next, but when he attacks and releases the dogs, it's like big, fluffy, beautiful golden retrievers are so cute. And the scene to me is beautiful because they like attack the guy by, I mean, maybe they shove treats in his pocket. They just kind of pounce on him and are so happy and it cuts it's right. It's all over him. It doesn't look like they're attacking him. It looks like they're just, oh, no, give me rubbies. Give me rubbies on my face. But they've cut in this like, like vicious Rottweiler, like jackal hyena barking behind it. So it sounds like there's just this vicious nature of things going on. And to be honest, it's cut like a dancing video. I mean, it's just so, it's cut like whatever his movie was called. God, am I that vacant? I can't remember. Erotica. Talk about bad movies on Halloween. It's just so quick and so 
boring. Anything that was focused on something else, the second there's a sequence of violence, it has to go somewhere else. And um, he, he puts on like some military garb and he like, you know, shoots him, pulls out a knife, uh, slits this guy's throat and he just keeps dropping the G word over and over again. I would fool that one. He's not very funny. It's a, what, an eight-year-old child that jumps out in front of him and he ends up blasting him because, ah! And it's just, the entire sequence goes from somewhat humor and stable comedy to, like, beyond something that National Lampoons would have done. It goes into really, really bizarre blue territory. But we get after that, one of my most favorite sequences, he decides he's a farmer. And it's so long. He's got this big corn thrasher and the whole sequence is the arms move out. Then the next arm moves out. Then the saw moves out. Then the blade moves out. It's going so fucking long. It just continues and it drags and it drags and it drags. And you're supposed to believe this character is right in front of the thrasher and they're about to die and they're about to be murdered. But here's the left wing opening. Here's the right wing opening. And he's just sitting maniacally laughing on top of it in a white t-shirt because, hey, he's a farmer. For a scene where you're on, like, he's got a, a thresher that he's going to ready to run over some, this chick with, she's just, like, laying on the ground almost waiting for him to do it. And you're thinking you're getting ready to get some, like, awesome gore scene, but you don't. You get some blood spatter, spatter and that, that's about the extent of it. And that's about the extent of the, the movie. It's an interesting premise, I'd say, more than anything, of, like, oh, a, a killer on Halloween adopts uh, the the personality of the costumes he wears. Okay, that is an interesting premise. Did not have the money, the time, any of the fortitude to be able to, like, make this idea come to fruition and actually do something with it because it overall is just this cheap affair that never really pays off. And at the end, it kind of becomes just like a standard slasher film where he's chasing the final girl down. And that that's about it. It's, it's kind of a failure on all levels, except that first 10 minutes, man, that first 10 minutes is fucking hilarious. I wouldn't even put it so much onto something like money. Like, I think this production had enough money to make something good. It's just really shitty writing. It jumps all over the place. And by the time you get to the end of the movie, it's like, wait, He's just mad because of he couldn't get the apple? Like, that's it? I don't know. His dad got really mad that he didn't get the apple bobbing for apples and then stabbed his mom 78 times. Oh, that makes sense. Now he's a psychotic killer. But our entire driving fucking force for Hollowgate from 1988 by Ray DiZazzo is this gentleman, this child, could not bob for apples. I don't know what we're asking for here, and when we're discussing and bringing up the death of slashers, this has got to be the dumbest fucking reason for any killer to kill anyone. This has got to be, like, the essence of the death of slashers. He embarrasses his father in front of a room full of children. That's got to really create some drama in your past, man. Well, I mean, you've got, and we have to reference over and over and over again, Halloween. You've got nothing with that movie. But that's what made the first one so fucking great. That's what makes Texas Chainsaw Massacre so great. That's what makes slashers terrifying is you might have a mask. You might, just like American Psycho, you have a mask. But that doesn't always mean it's anything. And sometimes you take off the mask and it's still just as horrifying. All of this has been lost. When you come to something like Hollowgate, what do we even have to represent? What is there... 
for the genre. A guy for with horror. male pattern baldness stalking teenagers. It's just it's not very interesting whatsoever. So we definitely saved the best for last. No, not really. I think the best one was like episode one or two of this whole goddamn fiasco that I will take credit for creating. This is my fucking fault. I did this. Send the letters to me. Boo, you suck. Well, you've got to look at, I guess, where horror has come. You've, you've made a very observant point. I mean, you have an entire statement here. What we have done through all of October, we have looked at slasher films from its origin. And, you know, maybe we didn't pay the greatest amount of detail to things, but what we have presented with these five days of Halloween that we are ending now. <laughs> What more do you have to say? I mean, it really is the death of culture. This whole entire genre is beaten and brutally dead. And by the time you enter to the late 90s with what, like Valentine? Good God. What is, is any of the formula left? Is any of the, the beauty? I mean, you have guys like Toby Hooper. Where is that? Where, where is any of the influence that came from slasher films? I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't know what kind of the point of all this shit was. I don't understand the point of all these episodes. I think we really laid a fucking egg on this one, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is all my fault. It's a bitter note. I mean, we end this on Halloween with, yeah, slashers. I mean, are they dead? I don't know. I'm trying to come up with an evocative question for you. I uh, think they're dead, personally. I mean, I haven't seen a slasher film that's really worked. There might be some niche ones here and there that have been okay, but like mostly, even the like the big budget ones that people are doing, like that new Halloween from uh, a couple of years ago, I didn't think that one was very good. I thought it was boring and just like I think the characters are played out and why are we still doing this? Well, happy Halloween. If anything, you ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folks that check out Death by DVD, all of our, we can't call you mutants anymore because Joe Bob's back. All of our fans, all of our friends, everyone that takes part in this show, happy Halloween. Thank you guys so much for listening. Send all of your complaint emails to Alexander Nash. <laughs> the ashtray is full. The bottle is empty. You have reached the end of Death by DVD's Five Days of Halloween. The Death of Slashers special. Join us next week. As Hank's giving rises. That by DVD has included another day of broadcasting. That by DVD is broadcast from on top of the Blue Crystal Sunshine Mountain with transmitters on top of the Empire State Building, transmitting with one billion watts of audio power as authorized by the Federal Commission of Broadcasting offices at 123 Easy Street. DVD is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Portions of today's programming have been mechanically reproduced. The management and the staff wish you a pleasant good night and good morning. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming.